Chapter 20 Back at the tower, Joanna changed the dressing on Eva's burns, and she cooked the precious egg with a potato and onion on their tiny grill on the roof. She counted on the fact that the smoke blended in with the mist, enough to hide the small fire of dried stems from the garden and the shards of furniture scavenged from the tower offices. She slid the plate of food in front of Eva and sat down with her cup of steaming tea. Eva looked at Joanna. "'What are you going to eat? I ate earlier,' Joanna lied. She pulled the mug closer and warmed her hands on the sides of the cup. "'All I need is tea.' Eva paused, as if deciding whether or not to believe her sister, and then pushed a fork into the steaming plate of food. Joanna picked up her mug. "'So tell me, does Aidan know you are pregnant? I don't want to talk about him.' Joanna watched storm clouds march across her sister's face. He is the father, though, right? Eva stopped eating and shot her a glare. Just wondering. You think I'm a slut? No, I think you take a lot of chances. Because I choose to live life, not hide from it, and never think of the cost? Joanna couldn't help but glance at Eva's stomach. I never thought it would happen. Everyone says you need the marriage machine to get pregnant. And you believe that? Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? Because our mother had two children, Eva, which was highly unusual. She was an exception. Maybe not. Maybe our family is more fertile than normal. Eva didn't make a reply. Why would you take such a chance, Eva? I never thought about Mama. Plus... You aren't supposed to have sexual relations outside marriage. You know the law. Right. The laws... Eva pushed away her half-eaten dinner. The laws that benefit the overseers, not us. We're alive because of the laws. That's more than the rest of the world can say. According to whom? How do we know, Joanna? Do you believe everything you're told? I see the world we live in, Eva. It's cold and dreary. Everything struggles to live. Plants, animals, us. We're no different than any other creature. But to rise above natural savagery, we have to have laws. Well, I still don't believe everything the overseers say. Because you spend too much time with Aiden. I loved him. Joanna was surprised by her use of past tense. Loved? Yes, loved. Eva frowned, and her expression lost its usual brightness. Joanna caught a glimpse of her sister as a bitter old woman, with all her youthful beauty spent pursuing heights she would never attain. He chose his revolution over me, Joanna. He chose to overlook the fact that I'm bringing a child into the world. Maybe he wanted a better life for you and your baby. If he did, he had a funny way of showing it. And now, I'll probably never see him again. So, you can rest easy. It was never a good choice to be intimate with him. You think that makes me feel any better? Eva stuck the fork in the remaining mound of potatoes. All I know is, I don't care what happens anymore. Yes, you do. I'm going to get married to a total stranger and pretend 
The baby is his. That's all I can do. That's all that's left. What if the marriage ceremonies are postponed indefinitely? How will you hide your pregnancy? I'll just have to. I have no alternative. What about Aiden? What about him? Does he have anyone who could help? Friends? His only friends are a bunch of old farts that hang around Murphy's. So no one to help you. I told you, Joanna, don't worry. Something will come up. Oh, something will come up. You're right about that. <sighs> it's not like I meant for this to happen. Joanna said nothing. What could she say? There was nothing to do now but accept the pregnancy and deal with it the best way they could. The best way she could. She was sure that Eva's marriage ceremony would never occur. There would be a mark by Eva's name. She was also sure that Eva would find a way to slough off motherhood. The role simply didn't suit her temperament. And that's what Joanna worried about the most. She would be the one to raise the child. She could see it coming. The rebellion feminine was inevitable. Joanna shut off the thought and leaned forward. Are you going to eat that? She nodded at the plate of food, hoping her sister had satisfied her hunger and would share with her. Her stomach growled. I suppose I should, for the baby. Eva pulled the plate closer and reached for the fork, oblivious to Joanna's disappointment. Joanna watched Eva finish the last morsel of potato. She sipped her tepid tea, doing her best to convince herself that the beverage was all she really needed. When Eva was done eating, Joanna stood up. There's one more thing. What? I, I don't know how to tell you. What? There was an announcement today, at the distribution. So? About Aiden. What about him? Joanna drew in a breath and studied her sibling's innocent face. How could she utter words that she knew would devastate Eva? How could she inflict such a wound on her little sister, knowing the gash might never heal? Yet, she had no alternative. Eva would find out soon enough, and such news should not come from a stranger. Joanna, what about him? You know he was taken prisoner. Yes. Well, they've decided to make an example of him. Joanna swallowed. Her tongue stuck to the roof of her mouth but she forced herself to keep going. They are going to hang him, Eva. What? She jumped to her feet. On Saturday. This Saturday? Yes. I'm so sorry, Evie. Joanna reached for Eva, but her sister swayed and collapsed back into the chair. Joanna watched her, not knowing what to do to comfort Eva. There was nothing she could change in regard to Aiden's future. Nothing anyone could do. Eva's expression darkened. Damn him. Damn his riot. Damn him. Joanna sat down in her chair and tried to take Eva's hand, but she jerked it away and stood up. Damn the overseers. Damn the laws. Her voice cracked. I just wanted to be loved, Joanna. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be loved by someone. Is that a crime? No, 
It is, apparently. I don't want to live in a world where you can't be loved. Why stay in such a world? Eva, don't say such a thing. Why? Why would I want to stay here? Before you're a child. So he can grow up to be a slave like the rest of us. Because that's what we are, Joanna. Slaves. We're survivors. You can look at it any way you like. But Aiden saw it for what it was. We're slaves. Eva wrapped her arms around her torso and paced to the curtain window at the end of the room. Long ago, they'd hung a blanket over the glass to keep lantern light from betraying their hiding place. Joanna said nothing. Eva had given voice to the very same issues she had thought about during her walk to the tower. But she wasn't about to admit to a change of heart to her sister, not until she had thought things through. Eva would jump on her mutinous thoughts and use them to forward her own agenda. Joanna had to start protecting herself from Eva's recklessness. If Joanna expected to escape Aidan's fate, she had to proceed with care. I have two choices, Eva said to the window. Give my child a father and hope the man one day becomes a commissioner, or I end it. And what? Me, or the baby. You can't be serious. No one's going to care about me once Aiden is gone. How can you say that? I care. No, you don't. I'm a burden. I never said that. Not in so many words, but in every other way. <sighs> Joanna sighed. She longed to hug her sister, but she knew Eva would push her away again. So she sat there, hunched in the chair. I admit, I get frustrated sometimes. I get frustrated by your antics, but that doesn't mean I'm trying to live. So am I. Eva turned to gaze over her shoulder. Well, we have different definitions of the word then. Eva turned fully around. And I tell you, Joanna, I don't know if it's worth it. Aiden will die, and in a few years no one will even remember him. I will keep making bad choices, and you'll just keep slogging along. For what? For the ones we love. Eva lowered her head and went silent. Joanna rose to her feet. I love you, Eva. You may not think so, and maybe I don't say it enough. But in my own way, I love you. Eva was all she had, but Joanna didn't say it out loud. It was just too pathetic. Eva sighed. I'm just tired. I'm tired of the ration lines. I'm tired of the mines. I'm tired of this. She swept the air with her hand. Don't dwell in the negative. You have a lot on your mind. She could tell Eva was softening. She took a step closer to her sister, but stopped when she heard a soft rap on the door. Eva's manner changed the moment Dr. Stone stepped into the room and swept off his hat. Her spine straightened, and her expression brightened. As if by magic, color poured back into her complexion. Good evening, Citizen Stone, she said. Gabriel turned his attention to Eva, just as all men did. Joanna shut the door behind him. Ah, you are up and around, Eva. 
That's a good sign. Your sister must be taking very good care of you. She tries. Eva didn't look at Joanna. How is Aiden? Mending. Making progress. Gabriel nodded at Eva. How is the arm? Getting better. She held out her wounded appendage and smiled. He walked across the room in a silent, purposeful way. Come and sit at the table. He set his medical bag near Eva's empty plate and motioned for her to sit down. Joanna, would you mind holding up the light? Joanna did his bidding while Gabriel unwrapped the bandage on Eva's arm. He studied the wound, urging Eva to rotate her limb to the light. Then he got more gauze from his bag and a tube of unguent and reapplied the dressing. A strange feeling of camaraderie washed over Joanna as she watched Gabriel work. The lamp tipped in her hands. Gabriel glanced up at her, puzzled. Sorry, she blurted. How is her burn? It's coming along. He turned his attention back to Eva and his tone softened. You'll be as good as new in no time, young lady. Will it scar? Probably. Oh, that's all I need. Most of the time you wear long sleeves, do you not? Eva shrugged. Most people will never know a scar's there. I'll know. I suppose you will. Gently, he eased her sleeve over the bandage and buttoned the cuff. But we all have things to hide, don't we? Be they outward scars or inward. He gave her a reassuring smile, and in return, Eva fluttered her eyelids at him. Joanna flushed, embarrassed for her sister, and angry at the same time. Not all moments were appropriate for sexual advances, and not all men were Eva's to conquer. Gabriel was one man that Joanna wanted to keep free of Eva's spell. It appears you don't need my help now, Joanna said. I should get back to my garden. In the dark, Gabriel challenged. Their eyes met. Joanna struggled to keep her gaze steady. Yes. Some of us do our best work in the dark, Eva put in, swaying toward the doctor and rolling her eyes. Joanna shook her head at Eva's behavior. When males were around, Eva lost her good sense, what little she possessed. Joanna couldn't bear to stand there and watch the predictable tableau play out before her, that of Eva performing the seductress role for any man who looked at her. Joanna had suddenly had it, with life, the overseers, and Eva. Instead of acquiescing to her sister's usual games, Joanna straightened and faced her. Best in the dark, really. I never found that to be true. A person misses so much in the dark. Gabriel smiled as he plopped his supplies in his physician bag. She could feel his good humor wafting out to her, enveloping her in a velvet cloud. She'd never known such a connection to another person. For the first time in her life, Joanna felt as if a male was on her side and not lusting after her sister. It couldn't be possible. Eva planted a fist on her hip and tried to come up with a clever retort, but all she could muster was a smirk. Joanna walked to the door. I'll be up in the garden if anyone needs me.